Good morning, Gateway! Who's ready for Super Bowl three? Come on, let's stand on our feet. We want to welcome everybody watching online. Put our hands together. Come on, let's sing.
Okay, you guys aren't ready for this. Hey, turn to somebody around you. We still got some people coming in. Why don't you scoot inside and give somebody a high five and say, I'm ready for the Super Bowl. Let's go. Hold on to your seats. The ride's about to get bumpy. This weekend, two worthy opponents, one competition to decide. They've trained hard. They've gone the extra mile. They've outlasted the competition. And now it's winner take all in a war of words and wit. Who will survive? Who will ascend to be crowned world champion? Who will finally gain the respect of their mama? Only one can come out on top. It's Eric Bryant versus Kenny Green in a date with destiny under the lights of Gateway Coliseum in beautiful Austin, Texas. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and you know what that means. A good old-fashioned, high-stakes, legal in only two states preach-off. Nobody's walking out of here without getting an earful. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gateway Sports Network for the third annual Super Bowl of preaching right here at the Gateway Coliseum in beautiful Austin, Texas. We're so glad you joined us for what will be one of the most spectacular matchups we've seen to date. I'm Benjamin Sledge. And I'm Jonathan Junk, and we're your hosts for today, and so glad you could join us. Now, Ben, this is going to be an incredible matchup today. Eric versus Kenny, South versus Central, right here at North. Now, for those of you who haven't experienced a preach-off before, you're in for a real treat. Uh, especially after last year's performance, this might be something you never want to see again if you've never seen one. Kind of <laughs> like the last three years of UT's football program. <laughs> Too soon? True that, Ben. <laughs> well, speaking of last year, Gateway North's own Rick Schertz went out with a bang, defeating John Burke in that crushing 20 to 13 mm -hmm. victory over the veteran before sailing off into retirement. I mean, moving to Chicago. <laughs> now, those are two very different things. Uh, this season has been spectacular to watch, especially with the whole left with Rick Schertz's departure. But it's been so fascinating to watch each contender claw their way to the top and suffer agonizing defeat in the process. That's right, Ben, and it's been a surprise to me to see how many have been disqualified over just the smallest infractions, like that no partition penalty Ted Beasley received this right. year. <laughs> or some of the bigger violation, like Brian Stallings' turkey suit. This is the stuff of nightmares, folks. Ouch. Yeah, and then there's John Burke's alleged preaching enhancement charge. I mean, do you think he knew that would come back to bite him when we launched the Soul Revolution app? Available for download on iTunes and Google Play stores. <laughs> Still trolling us, even though you're not here, John. No, I don't think he saw it. Same way that uh, Tom Brady didn't see deflating footballs coming. <laughs> but let's, let's not dwell on that right now. Let's think about those that were 
perhaps disqualified because they were overqualified. People like Latasha Morrison, uh, Melissa Fisher, or myself who got upgraded to a sportscaster somehow. But no, I'm not bitter about it. Well, in any means, this is sure to be an epic battle of wits. And we've got field reporters at each of our gateway locations. So let's head on down to them to see what's happening in your neck of the woods. Thanks, Jonathan and Ben. I'm Camille Hall, and I am so excited to be a part of this year's Super Bowl III Preach Off. Are y'all excited, too? Absolutely. We're excited to cheer on Eric and Kenny, right? Awesome. Well, if you're new here, I want to say a big welcome to you. And right now, we want to play a little game with everyone here. Are y'all game? All right. Each of you should have a Connect card in your cup holder or around your seat somewhere. You want to check that Connect card now, all right? And one of you will be winning an extra special commemorative Super Bowl III t-shirt, all right? So if your Connect card has the phrase, Live Connected on this backside, written on it. You are our winner today of this commemorative tea. Who's got the card? Live Connected. That's one of Gateway's values. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Who's got the winning card here? We see. All right, we see. We've got a winner in the back, y'all, so we're really excited. Now, remember, yeah. Now, remember, if you're new here, if you've never filled out a Connect card, you can fill this Connect card out. And then you can take it at the end of the program outside, and we've got a special gift for you just to say we're so happy that you're here. All right, well, it looks like they're just about ready down on the field. Yeah, they're getting lined up. I can't wait to see how this whole thing shakes out. So let's get started. Let's go. Hey, Gateway, how's it going this morning? Hello, Gateway. Good to see you. Want to give a big shout-out to middle school right here, right up front, representing. Want to give a shout-out to Branson, and want to give a shout-out to Gateway Central downtown. Miss you guys. Hey, everybody watching online. Hello, Gateway South. So glad you're all here with us today. And listen, if you walked in here today and you were a little thrown by the lights, if you walked in thinking, man, I'm not sure I'm in the right place, you are definitely in the right place today. As you know, it's Super Bowl weekend. We also find that uh, in church culture, this is one of the lowest attended weekends there is, so we wanted to do something about that. So we're not only going to celebrate the Super Bowl together, but we're also going to celebrate life together. How does that sound? Yeah. So even though this is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do, and it's going to be a lot of fun, I still want you to have an open heart and open mind for what God might have for you today. All right, let's get enough schmoozing. No one's voting, so you all are good. Let's just get to it, okay? <laughs> Welcome to the third annual Super Bowl of Preaching. We're so excited to have two of you rookies here. We hope you don't disappoint us. We have high expectations. My name is Nathan Sullivan, and this is Whitney Presley. We'll be officiating to make sure that you don't screw anything up, okay? Um, there is a lot of things that are going to happen today, so we're going to be watching you very closely, so don't mess it up. And hopefully, one or both of you can show us how to preach without falling asleep, because John Burke does that a lot to us on Sundays, yeah. if you yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right, that's right. And because that girly team from Boston is playing yes. in the big game again this year, um, we will be checking your Bibles to ensure there is no tampering. That means right. adding to, taking away, deflating in any manner. Additionally, only league-approved scriptures will count. Right. So keep it clean, Mr. Clean. You know, none of that message. That's right. None of, none of the message stuff or the voice. Right. No one really cares, Eric. Okay. okay. Also, you will have... 
One challenge play per half where you can throw out your red flag and challenge the opposing team. Here's the thing. If you challenge and you win, three points is deducted from the offense. If you challenge and you lose, three points will be deducted from your team. Okay, so you don't want to screw that up. And also, this show will be bringing back the bucket of chaos. Oh, inside the bucket of chaos are eight strips of paper with eight random phrases on them. You must select a phrase from the bucket of chaos and try to work that into your preaching sometime during that quarter. Failure to do so will result in... Well, no points being added to your score. Um, but if you successfully incorporate the bucket of chaos phrase into your message, you will receive three additional points. That's very it? good. So last year, John Burke lost real bad. Like yeah. embarrassing. Like he's not going to be here today. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yep. embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> so this year, because he's not here, he decided he's going to throw in a new rule. Okay. Went through the commissioners and everything's good. It's called extended play. Okay. A little bit different. So. Yeah. Yeah. Extended play. You will receive six minutes to give your message. After that, the quarter will go into extended play and you will lose one point for every four minutes that you go over. So I find it really interesting that John Burke shortened the message time when he's not here. Do you notice? Yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that. Well, you know, yeah. shorter competitors. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. so it is. <laughs> All right, so we have this uh, official 2017. It's actually just a quarter. Let's not lie, okay? We're going to flip this, okay? And Kenny, because, I mean, uh, Eric, because you're a lot older, clearly, I'm we'll actually, let you call. I'm actually younger than Kenny. Really yeah. doesn't no. show. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's call it in the air. Ready? One, two, three. Heads. And it is tails. Ooh. Kenny, you'll be right. going first. We'll start in just right. a second. Here we go. All right, you ready? Don't screw this up, okay, man? You're a rookie, so like they won't bring you back next year if no, you mess this up. Good. Okay. Feeling good. So go ahead and get your phrase from the bucket of chaos and see how bad it is. Okay. And that is why I'm one of the few men with a maiden name. That's embarrassing. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Well, hey, friends. Are you kidding me? I haven't even said anything yeah, yet. Yeah, we have a relational infraction. Uh-huh. Referring to the audience as friends when clearly not everybody in this audience can be your friend. No one likes you. That is a 10-yard penalty and a loss of a down. Oh, John. John, this is... John, this is... John, this is quite shocking. Um, everyone, every solid pastor knows never to get too cozy, too fast. In fact, if you've ever been to a high school Christian dance, you always know, leave, leave room, room for Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> exactly, Ben. And I mean, some pastors won't even maintain eye contact for fear of infringing on the friend zone, something we call Beasley, Beasley eyes. eyes. <laughs> All right. Okay, look. Ref, look, if, if, if you want to make it back to your chef, the shifted footlocker today, you might want to let me get on with my message here. So, Kenny. Ooh. Oh, Kenny, Kenny, Ke Kenny. Kenny. Ooh. Uh-huh. If you were not married, I would take you right out of that friend zone. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, this has been really awkward for me. I don't know if it's been awkward for you, but anyway, I want to just say this morning, it is so wild getting to be up here with Eric Bryant who, as you notice, is playing for Team Green today, but also has been a mentor of mine in my life. It's kind of like being a young Jedi going up against Yoda himself, which is in no way a joke about his height or his hair. So if you thought that, <laughs> shame on you for thinking so. It's also really humbling to be up here in the shadow of John Burke. 
I think we all can agree that either Eric or I would have taken Rick's shirts down this year, no problem. But John is a very seasoned veteran, so seasoned, like Tony Romo's season. You know what I mean? Like, been in the game a little too long, probably. We have Mm. unsportsmanlike conduct, roughing the pastor when he's not even here to defend himself. Unbelievable. It's a 15-yard penalty, loss of the down. Mm. Look, dude, I've... Already been jacked for 25 yards. I haven't even started teaching yet. That's not even fair. Just because you're a 40-year-old hipster doesn't mean you can act like an entitled millennial. Okay, those skinny jeans, they're not fooling anyone. They're not skinny. They're actually just slim and tapered. And that's totally different. It's not even the same thing. Look, here's here's what I'd like to say before they penalize me right off the stage. It's that I really don't feel qualified to be here today. And I have a feeling that I'm not alone. One of the things I love about our community here is that on any given weekend, this space that we're in, it is filled with people that come from all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of different cultures and different belief systems. We come in here today with different stories and different experiences, but here we are together. We come in here today with doubts and fears. We come in here with the mistakes that we've made. And I know that for some of us, we think about the times that we have fumbled the ball. And we wonder if the mistakes that we have made might not disqualify us from having a relationship with God. Or having the uh, experience of really living the life that he has planned out for us. And man, I totally get that today. That's why I'm one of the very few men who has uh, a maiden name. And and so in the... (laughs) In the beginning of 1 Corinthians, I want to share something with you. The Apostle Paul, he looks to these people, this community, who really is not that much different from us in a lot of ways. And he says to them, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. And Paul starts by inviting them to take a really good look at their lives to see what they looked like when they were called to follow Jesus. And it wasn't pretty. And I can relate to that. Can anybody else relate to that today? I want you to know that we too are called, that you may not think that's true, but I want you to know that it's not an accident that you're here today. You're invited by God, not into religion, but into a relationship, and and through him, you're invited into a relationship with Jesus that is calling you and calling me into life and freedom, into a life where we can love and serve others together into a life when we can grow together in a community just like the one we have here. Now, you may not feel good enough. You may not feel like you know enough. You may feel totally unqualified to have a relationship with God and to serve God and others. And if you feel that way today, I want you to know that you're not alone. But if you feel disqualified, for those of us who do, I wonder if it's because we don't understand where our qualification comes from. You see, the incredible message of Scripture A message that I know is going to be really difficult for some of you to believe today because it is so counter to everything else we've ever heard is that we don't have to do anything to be qualified. That when we trust Jesus, we are qualified because it's not about us and it's not about what we can or can't do. It's all about what Jesus has already done. And so again, Paul says this to the community in Corinth. He says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. 
See, through Jesus, God has completely flipped the script on humanity. And he's flipped the script on what we believe qualifies us and disqualifies us. I want you to know today that through Jesus, through his life, through his death, through his resurrection, everything that is needed to make us right with God has already been done. So whatever it is about your life, whatever it is about your story that you believe disqualifies you, I want you to know those are probably the very things that God is gonna use to bring hope and life to others because that's the way God is. My friends, we are God's plan to change the world. We are plan A and there ain't no plan B. And as hard as that might be for us to believe today, as hard as it might be for us to hear, God looks at your life today. And I want you to know that he is head over heels in love with you. And he looks at you and he says, I choose you. We're called to life. We're called to freedom. And it's not because of anything you've ever done. It's not because of anything you could ever do. It's only because of Jesus and what he has already done for you. It's only by grace, his grace, that we are qualified. See, God chooses people, the most unlikely people, people that we believe he would never choose. He chose us. He chose us, friends, to come and step onto the field of battle together, this battle of making the world a better place. He chose us to live extraordinary lives, lives that you and I never dreamed possible for ourselves. Let's see this. All right, so Kenny Green receives three points for his field goal. He got a lot of penalties here, so he couldn't quite run it all the way in. And he received three points for using his phrase, and that is why I'm one of the few men with a maiden name. Very embarrassing. Okay, that's the end of quarter one. Well, how about that, John? A shaky beginning for rookie Kenny Green with 25 yards of penalties. Now, Kenny's no stranger to penalties or run-ins with the law, so if he plans to win this game, he better call Saul. That's right, Ben. Shaky and vulnerable. Eric Bryant may remind you of your favorite neighbor, but on the field, he's a fierce honey badger, and he'll have his eyes set on the prize. But hey, I know there's a lot of you out there who don't really care about the big game. What you're here for are the commercials. So let's take a quick break and come back for the start of the second quarter. Here in Gateway's NextGen program, we do have a Yeti on the team. So if you're going to volunteer with us, it's important to remember that there's some things you never let a Yeti do. For instance, you never let a Yeti have this dance. you're ready to come volunteer with the NextGen team, go to gatewaychurch.com forward slash NextGen to learn more. I love you, halftime bathroom break. You exist in the few precious moments between the halftime whistle and the halftime show. When we go from standing as rivals to sitting as one. 
I love you, halftime bathroom break. But sometimes you stink. New Febreze with Odor Clear technology cleans away odors like never before. The halftime bathroom break is coming. Is your bathroom ready? New Febreze. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jonathan Junk, and you're watching the third annual Super Bowl of Preaching here at the Gateway Coliseum in beautiful Austin, Texas. We're just about ready to start the second quarter, so Ben, why don't you tell me what your thoughts are on what you saw out of Kenny and what you expect to see out of Eric. Thanks, John. It, it, it was fascinating to watch. I mean, teaching on the grace and wisdom of God, that's always a good call. However, I hope by the end of his sermon, it doesn't end up being called the foolishness of a 40-year-old hipster in skinny jeans. All right, well, it looks like they're just about ready, so let's head on down for the second quarter. All right, Yoda, you ready for this? Woo, right. a little run for luck. Here we okay, go, bucket of chaos. chaos. Here we go. Uh -huh. After that, the Lord had to strike the word Funyuns from the Bible. Yeah, it's my favorite word. All right, ready, set, go. Well, since the last Super Bowl, we've had an exciting year. Gateway Central was launched downtown. Uh, Gateway South, yeah, and Gateway South uh, moved from Crockett High School to our own 24-7 space at Westgate and William Cannon in South Austin. All right. That's okay. Unpreacher-like conduct, excessive celebration about South Campus, okay? No one cares. We're at North Campus. Move oh, on down. Ten-yard penalty. Eric really let his emotions get the best of him there. What was he thinking, Ben? Thinking? We're talking about a guy that looks exactly like Charlie Brown, and he seems to be taking his emotional cues from him as well. Well... Based on what we've heard from Kenny about Eric's congregation, maybe there's something to that story, but we shouldn't speculate or get too snoopy. I did not think that was excessive. <laughs> well, <laughs> nobody likes a whiner, Eric. I mean, just ask Aaron Rodgers' mom. All right. Okay. Well, it is good to be here with Kenny Green. Uh, I love Kenny. I could listen to Kenny all day. And let's be honest. My life story is so boring compared to his. I mean, look at his arm tattoo. It... Uh -uh. We have a passive aggressive mm. interference. <laughs> Attempting to belittle the pastor from the stage to raise your mm -hmm. stature in some way. It's mm -hmm. a five-yard penalty, a loss of a down. It's third down. I actually meant it. I love Kenny. I'm Team you know, Kenny. You Southeast think you, you know, you just know everything. You're so smart, and then one day you wake up, and there's a Randalls in your neighborhood. You're like, you're just like the rest of us <laughs> in suburbia. Okay. I want to pick up where Kenny left off somehow. God chooses those we least expect He would choose. He chose us. He chose you chose me. Even some of the greatest heroes in the scripture are unlikely heroes. Saul, the very man who one day went on to write this letter we're reading from today, was so religious that he persecuted anyone who disagreed with him. I'm not talking about arguing on Facebook or defriending on Facebook. I mean he was there when people who followed Jesus were killed for their faith. And yet even still, God chose him. Miraculously, Jesus appears to Saul, where Saul turns his life over to Jesus, surrenders, asks for forgiveness, turns his life to Jesus, and he's forever transformed. He begins to tell people that Jesus is the Messiah, 
that he can bring transformation to life. But as you can imagine, his reputation preceded him. Every time Saul would show up to a meeting of people who followed Jesus, they were scared of him. Even though he changed his name from Saul to Paul. And over the course of time, it took years for him serving behind the scenes before he was finally entrusted with going out to plant churches. And it's to those churches he writes these letters that now make up half of the New Testament. And you would think, well, maybe this once Christian killer who became a Christian leader must have been a great speaker, a great writer. Well, that's not the case either. Listen to what Paul writes about himself. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. Maybe you feel like you don't have wise words. Or maybe you feel like you walk with fear and trembling. Or perhaps you lack the courage to make a difference in the world around you. Or maybe you feel disqualified from a relationship with God or even an opportunity to change stuck in your struggles and sin forever. But actually Paul gives us a path towards transformation. Listen to what he says. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom but on God's power. See, knowing Jesus, resolving to know Jesus leads to God's wisdom, experiencing God's power, to maturity, to even understanding the mysteries of God. Are you resolved to know Jesus? Are you trying to understand what he said and what he did? Are you coming on Sundays with an open heart and open mind? Are you searching God through prayer? Are you serving others with others so that you can learn from those maybe a half step ahead of you in the spiritual journey? See, when we resolve to know Jesus, he actually changes us. He empowers us, enables us to make different decisions, to answer prayers, to share wisdom we didn't even know that we had. Which reminds me of another phrase that Paul wrote. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. See, some of us have allowed the words of people who poorly represent Jesus to keep us from following him. See, after that, the Lord had to strike the word Funyuns from the Bible. Because <laughs> it did not help us grow. But I do want to just paint the picture. See, there's a difference between having Bible facts and knowing about Jesus with your head and actually knowing him, experiencing him with your heart. There are two Joes, Joe B. and Joe V. Both grew up in Georgia. Both suffered tragedy in their life. Both were in a Christian private school. Both went on to seminary. Joe Beckler, at the age of 16, lost his father to cancer. A few weeks later, he was hit by a car where he was in the hospital for a couple of months. And in the midst of that tragedy, rather than walking away from his faith, rather than demanding an answer from God, why did this happen? He actually pressed into his faith, allowing God's power to bring healing to him emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I met Joe in college. We became roommates, and Joe ended up marrying his high school sweetheart, Sherry. The two of them went to Colorado where they planted churches. They now have triplet sons who are all teenagers. Pray for Joe and Sherry. <laughs> but there's another Joe. 
Joseph Vissarinovich. He was born in the country of Georgia. His father did not die, but instead abandoned him. And even still, his mother, getting him into private Christian school and, and seeing him off to seminary. This angelic boy is known to have memorized the gospel of Matthew. And yet, because of the trials he faced and facing the people around him, he actually walked away from his faith, choosing politics as the answer to life's problems. He became so dogmatic in his beliefs that his comrades referred to him as Joseph Steele. In Russian, that's Joseph Stalin. Now, I'm not saying everyone who walks away from faith will become an evil dictator. That's not what I'm saying. But I do want us to ask the question, is our faith so real, so transformative, that the power of God is actually evident in our life that people are actually drawn to Jesus? Are we the type of people who just talk about faith and actually repel people from Jesus? You see, if we want to experience transformation and experience God's power, you don't need the wisdom of the world. You need Jesus. If you want to experience God's power, you don't need religion. You need a relationship with God. You need Jesus. Touchdown, Eric Bryan! Woo! All right. Eric Bryant receives six points for his touchdown, whoop-de-doo, and then he gets another three points for his successful use of the phrase, after that, the Lord had to strike the words Funyuns from the Bible. What a shame. Okay, that's the end of the halftime. We're at halftime, so enjoy the halftime show. Well, look at that, Ben. Gateway South is on the rise. Yeah. Eric executed a most flawless message on the wisdom of God, dropping all that foolishness, and it paid out well for him. That's right, John. Eric's running game was quite, quite impressive. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's looking for a Salvation Army bucket to jump into. And at his below average size, he may not even need a jumbo-sized bucket to do just that. But hey, I know there are a lot of you out there who don't really care about the big game or the commercials. What you're really here for is the halftime show. Am I right? Am I right? Ladies and gentlemen, stand to your feet, get your hands together, and give it up for your very own Gateway 80s and 8 band.
Gateway, we have an awesome opportunity coming up for you in February. That's right, on the 21st, we're hosting vocal and band auditions right here in the auditorium. If you want me, girl, let me know. Um, uh, I mean, maybe a, a couple steps. I, yeah, a couple. look up through the skies and see. 
Okay, more like that. That is yes. what we're looking for. Yes, that's what, we're, that's what we want. So, okay, so February 21st, auditions, vocal and band right here in the auditorium. Go to gatewaychurch.com slash arts for more information. We'll see you then. Good afternoon and welcome. What? Like I said, good afternoon and welcome. Can we lose the masks? Just take them off. How can we be a secret... How can we be a secret society if we can't keep all of our secrets? Do they know we faked the moon landing? No, not yet. Or that there are only 49 shades of gray? They're suspicious, but that's not what I'm talking about. What about Bigfoot? Bigfoot's not real and everyone knows that. Did they figure out we deflated the footballs? No, we found a fall guy for that one. Bigfoot's definitely real. Nope. Okay. We'll just have to agree to disagree. What about Area 51? Do they know about that? No. How about Area 52 to 54? No, stop saying areas. No areas plus a number. Literally hundreds of photos of Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah, I saw him once. Wait, wait, Bigfoot? I'm getting it wrong. Paul Bunny? The point is someone is leaking this stuff. Why are you looking at me? I'm not looking at you, Anne. I'm I've seen his footprint when I was Scott! What they do know is that avocados from Mexico have good fats. So they know they're healthy. They know everything. Kyle, are you streaming this? Is that not cool? No, it's not cool. It, that's what secret means. It's a secret society. Oh, wow. Secret, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Hey, I got a like. You got a like? That was me. <laughs> I like you too. I, I, at least they don't know about subliminal advertising. <laughs> that's not even a thing, right? Eat them! What the? Avocados from Mexico. Well, welcome back, folks. What an amazing halftime show, am I right? We're getting ready for our second half kickoff, so let's go to our live on the field reporters at each location. How's the second half going to shake up, guys? Thanks, Jonathan and Ben. I cannot wait to see what happens in this second half. But how about that halftime show, right? That was awesome. How about that Melissa Fisher living out her word for the year dance? She's looking good up there, right? Awesome. Okay. Well, we are having a lot of fun, and it's great to serve the God of fun. He created it, and we're really grateful to be able to celebrate that today. Now, at this time, we're going to receive our offering. If it's your first time here or you're just checking things out, we don't want you to feel any pressure to give. This service is our gift to you. But if you call Gateway Church your home, this is your opportunity to give back to all God is doing through Gateway. And if you're like me and you like to give online, all the instructions for that will be up on the screens. Now, as the buckets are going around, who's ready for another giveaway? Yeah, we've got another Super Bowl three commemorative shirt ready to give away. So everybody check your connect cards once more. If you've got the phrase be transformed, which is another one of our gateway values written on your connect card, you have won a Super Bowl three commemorative t-shirt. Who's got the winning card? We've got it right over here. We'll get you your shirt and don't forget that you can fill this out. Take it outside after service. If you're new here, we'll give you a special gift. All right, it looks like we're just about ready to get started on the field. I cannot wait to see how this game turns out. It's epic already. Let's get back down to the field. 
so I got a joke for you. What's the difference between a Cowboys fan and a baby? I have no idea. The baby stops whining. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, yeah. I, I, I got a better one. Okay, I got a better okay, one. Okay. What does a Minnesota Vikings fan do when his team wins the Super Bowl? I don't know. Tell me. Turns off the PlayStation 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Here we go. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> hey, come on, old man. Here we go. Surprise, you're still walking. You got this. Look at you, Mr. Shine. Come on. All right, here's your phrase from the bucket of chaos. Try not to screw this one up. All right. Here we go. See if you can make the full touchdown this time. I have a lot of growing up to do. I realized that the other day inside my fort. Yep. Here we okay. go. Okay. All right. So I mentioned earlier that when we begin to follow Jesus, we're actually allowed to discover the mysteries of God that the ancients longed to know. Listen to what Paul writes. We declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Okay, intentional paraphrasing, okay? You left out the word what. So you said no eye has seen when it really says what no eye has seen. Uh, if, we, if we had matches, we'd bring you at the stake, but we don't. So it's a 10-yard penalty and repeat second down, or second down. I, you know, I'm a little bit tempted to boo. That seemed a little bit uh, excessive. Boo? What are you, Casper the Friendly Ghost? Okay, all right. <laughs> Easy. All right. I don't want you to miss this. That passage reminds us that God has something beautiful for you. When you trust him, you actually receive the spirit of God. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives within each of us who has chosen to follow Jesus. As he leads us, we are transformed. Listen again. What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. That was worth repeating. That was worth the penalty. If you've given your life to Jesus, do you realize the power you have with the Spirit of God living within you? See, the problem is we keep living in our own strength. We keep living in our own power. In fact, some of you are here and you're skeptical about faith because people who have talked about God, you have not seen the power of God in their life. If you're here, you follow Jesus, I want you to open your heart, open your ears, open your eyes to what God wants to do in you and through you. It reminds me several years ago, I was at a Spurs versus Mavericks basketball game, and it was the, in between the third and the fourth quarter, and they did one of these competitions where two people were blindfolded. They both had a guide to help them make a layup, a free throw, and a three-point shot. And if they were to make it within 30 seconds, they would win a truck. Now, that caught some people's attention. You know how Texans are about trucks. And so the guy nearest us immediately, as the time began, made the layup. A few people stopped to watch. Next, he made the free throw. First try, people more stopped to watch. The other guy was terrible. But this guy closest to us actually got to the three-point line and threw up his first shot, which hit the rim. Almost everyone now was completely attentive, watching to see, is it possible this guy could win? How could he blindfolded make these three shots? Well, with the help of his guide, he'd get the ball, and his next shot went over the basket. 
hit someone in the crowd. The next one missed completely, and time was about to expire. He gets the ball, three, two, he puts the ball up, one. The ball goes through as the buzzer goes off. The crowd went crazy, people cheering. His guide was running around the court, so ecstatic. And I saw something so amazing in that moment. The guy who won had no idea. He just stood there, completely blindfolded and unaware that the celebration was all about what he just accomplished See, sometimes we're just like that guy, unaware of the great things that God is doing around us. We're too busy. We're too self-absorbed. We're too chronically anxious, unaware of what God is doing. You know, I know I have a lot of growing up to do. I realized that the other day in my fort. <laughs> but one thing I know is when I open up my eyes, when you and I open up our eyes, we can see God at work in ways where we used to be blind. All right, there's a challenge on the field for an illegal metaphor. We're going to take a quick a professional timeout to review the play, and we'll come back and let you know what we find. All right, man. Wow, Kenny must have heard something that... The referees missed. Well, it's a good thing the league allows for official replays to make the tough call in sticky situations like this. You know, since having instant replay, only 50% of the calls are still wrong. But hey, at least they're getting half of them right. Now, let's give the audience a look inside the replay booth to see exactly what they're reviewing. Go loud. And I'm bigger. But I sure ain't gonna waste it. Have you seen Saruman? He's this little guy and I ran away, all the way to Hobbitville, really. You back off my crazy world. You got this frozen chicken farm? Push right here, it's flat. Men were chasing me, but I outran them with apples. <laughs> Probably. Hey, girl. Alimonies are cool, but have you thought about how real men throw up in a burp? Parsley shakers, or jalapeno fish anchovy toppings. Gesundheit, I was thinking about this dance in which I was flirting with this particular, huh? Together, we can all lay down the ground right now, then throw our shirts off, and we'll make a coffin. I go, hey, 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 anyone got gold anywhere I can eat with fries? That's cool. I'm real thirsty anyway. Who eats tomatoes? I don't know anyone. Youth bands, yeah? I just had to one more time. I find that if you are going to eat gerbils and you have purpose, stop pushing people all over. Yes, good job. Stop looking. You think you're all so funny, and I'm the funniest of them all. It looks like they have the call ready on the field. All right, the hipster was right. Yoda messed up, okay? He mixed basketball metaphor during a football game, idiot. Okay, so it's going to be a three-point deduction and a loss of 10 yards and... Probably a down. You're fifth down. Doesn't even matter. You're not doing good. <laughs> you know, you don't lose points in football. Oh, Eric. 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 <laughs> All right. 
Let me ask you, is it possible you're walking around with your eyes closed, that you're missing what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do through your life, that you're talking about God but not experiencing the power of God? Maybe you've rejected faith because of what you've seen or heard in other people. Maybe your spiritual growth has stalled because you think you've seen it all or heard it all. Don't reject what God wants to do in your life because of the struggles of your past or even thinking you've arrived in the present. Trust him fully for the future of what God has for you. When we resolve to know Jesus, to follow Jesus, his spirit will guide us far beyond what we could ever ask or imagine. Jesus qualifies us, not because of what we've done or what we've not done, but because of what he's done for us. All right. So that is seven points for Eric for the touchdown. I'm surprised he made it. That was depressing to see. I, and he also gets three additional points for his for use of the phrase, I have a lot of growing up to do. We all know it. And I realized that the other day inside of his little fort in his house. Okay, so the final score right now at the end of the third quarter is six points for Kenny Green, 13 points for Eric Bryant. I'm not saying this because I'm biased and I go to Gateway Central or the fact that I was disqualified, but this game seems a little rigged to me. Well, let's just see how it turns out. Looks like they're just about ready down on the field, but let's take a quick commercial break before we come back for the fourth quarter. Intel 360 Replay makes anything look epic. Literally anything. Wait till you see it in the game. Enough. They get it. I'm just going to give you a quick check, make sure you don't have any religious texts on you. You're not getting arrested. Those days are behind you, bro. You know that. It's okay. Okay? All right. You're good. All right. Pick from? Anything good? Let's see. But if you really think hard about it, we are all kind of like a cheese stick. I agree. Okay. Begin fourth quarter. Here we go. Okay. 
So Eric ends the third quarter and he reminds us and reinforces this amazing idea that it's Jesus who qualifies us. And I want you to know that I believe that. And yet, after hearing Eric teach these last two quarters, you can probably understand why I come into this a little, uh, feeling at least, a little unqualified today. But I also want you to know that the English Standard Version of the Bible tells us this in 1 Chronicles. It says, Then David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid. Do Unbelievable. Mm. We have illegal substitution jumping between two different versions of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You started the game in the NIV. <laughs> that was the ESV and E. That is a five-yard penalty, but you get to repeat the first down. Okay, except that Ted comes up here all the time, and he teaches from the message yeah. and plays it off like scripture. Ah. You're going to actually get on me about translations yeah, today? Yeah, yeah. Ted doesn't really know the Bible. <laughs> Just uh, remember the rule book, you know. You shall know the truth. The truth shall set you free. So you're quoting scripture at me. Seriously? Yeah. Now you know how Gateway Central feels every Woo! Sunday. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Look, whatever. Look. When we really begin, really begin to believe that it is not what we've done or what we've not done that qualifies us, but that it's what Jesus has done for us, so much so that we begin to actually live our lives like we believe that, we will experience a freedom like we have never known before. It's a freedom that we experience only when being known by God is more important to us than being known by others. You see, as long as being known or approved or accepted or loved by others, as long as these things are the pursuit of our hearts, we can't truly be free. Because all of these longings, they are driven by pride. And pride is never satisfied. Pride never gets enough. Because pride is always rooted in insecurity. And it's always rooted in fear. So we're never going to be popular enough, right? We're never going to be famous enough. We're never going to get enough likes on our Facebook photos. And we're never going to have enough followers on Instagram. And for so many of us, we're going to keep coming up broken. We're going to keep coming up feeling very empty in our relationships. Because we're hoping that he or she will provide us with something that we're only ever going to find in Jesus. Jesus tells us that the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life to the full. Pride, insecurity, fear, all of these are weapons that are in the hands of the thief. And these are the weapons that are being used to steal our lives from us, to destroy the relationships that God wants us to have, and ultimately to kill the person that he created us to be. Jesus says, trust in me, because I've come that you may have life. I've come that, that you may live a life that, be, that, that drives you to become the person that God truly, truly made you to be. See, when being known and approved and loved and accepted by God, when these become the longings of our hearts, when that is enough, we can truly be free. Because we already have all those things in Jesus, See, in him, we're already fully known and completely approved. We're totally accepted. We're perfectly loved. And we don't have to live in fear anymore. That's why 1 John tells us that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And if you really think about it, we're all kind of like cheese. 
what I've come to realize in my own story is that my entire life has been ruled by fear. In my adult years, um, have just been plagued, the early years especially, by drug addiction and pornography and sexual brokenness and all kinds of these things. And then in more recent years of my life, plagued by people-pleasing and workaholism. And all of these things represent different seasons of my life, but they all are connected by fear. Fear of pain. Fear of real relationships. Fear of putting my trust in anyone, uh, including God. And most of all, fear of failure. See, the common denominator of all of these fears is pride. All of these things point to me. They're all self-centered. They're all about me. And the worst part is they all point people away from Jesus because they highlight the ugliest parts of, of who I am. The biggest reason that I don't want to live the rest of my life in fear, I don't want to be a slave to fear anymore, is because I want my life and the way that I live my life to point to Jesus, not away from him, not anymore. And so in the second letter that, that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he resets the table for these people and he makes sure that this community remembers who they are in Christ. He wants them to know not only how much they mean to him, but he also wants them to understand that their story and the way they live their lives, it tells the world around them something. It actually tells a story of hope. It tells a story of freedom and transformation. And that is my hope and my prayer for our community here at Gateway. So again, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 3. He says, are we beginning to commend ourselves again or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You should, you show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. See, friends, we are qualified because of what Jesus has done for us. And in giving his life on the cross, he has opened the door for every single one of us, no matter how disqualified we feel, the door is now open for us to have a life and a relationship with him. And this particular relationship, it actually opens the door for us to live a life greater than we've ever thought possible for ourselves. It opens the door to a love that drives fear out of our lives. And it opens the door to a freedom to actually become who God created us to be and to live the life that we were created to live. And so when we live like that, when we live our lives that way, especially as a community, we become the very message of Jesus. Our lives become the most compelling reason for the world to want to know Jesus. And ultimately, ultimately, it leads people to him, to want to trust him with their lives so that they too can be free. God uses imperfect people to do amazing things. And he has qualified us to live these extraordinary and powerful lives through Jesus. So in spite of the mistakes you've made, in spite of our past failures and all of our fears and our doubts, we want to be the kind of people who live the kind of lives that when we come together as a community, we become a source of life and hope 
and grace and love to the world around us. And that is why this matters so much. Because we are God's plan to change the world. We are his plan to change the future. And we are absolutely qualified to do just that. And it's all because of Jesus. Touchdown, Eric Green! Or Kenny Green! Hipster, whatever. All right, so Kenny Green got a touchdown. He got a one-point deduction for the extended play rule because he talks too much. We all saw that, okay? And he didn't get his bucket of chaos phrase right. The actual phrase was, but if you really think hard about it, we are all kind of like a cheese stick. He left off the stick. That's a serious problem. And so our Super Bowl three champion, 2017, is Eric Bryant. Woo! What a year it's been to reach the ultimate, the ultimate preaching here at Gateway. It's no small task. Congratulations, Eric. Thank you so much. We're it's also, an honor. Yes, thank you. We're also happy for you. Many hours of uh, Bible study, prayer, meditation, and all that skill that you've developed over the years have come through. Hey, thank you God so much. You, thank you so much. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you for attending Gateway's third annual Super Bowl of Preaching. If you'd love to know kind of what we do here and you're ready to step out of anonymity into community and serve others, we have a starting gate uh, opportunity for you after the service. Just look for the sign on the wall. And if this is your first time or you are brand new and have not filled out a Connect card, I encourage you to do so and bring it out to the Connect table for a special gift. Please join us next week as we start a new series, Is Jesus Fake News? I'm Benjamin Sledge. And I'm Jonathan Junk. We'll see you next time.